Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Welcome, everyone, um, to another Thursday uh, Button to Christ Ministry uh, Bible study. And my name is Sister Thomas, and I will be your host for this evening. We just want to thank God this morning, this evening for allowing us to come together to fellowship and to worship together and also to um, have his presence with us. Um, tonight we're going to have, um, Brother Nigel also will be uh, presenting as well the Bible study this evening. So we are going to go into a uh, word of prayer. I'm, and I hope everyone has had a good day today, and uh, the Lord has been really good to all of us and has brought us thus safe thus far, and we're giving him the worship and praise tonight for the blessing he has in store for all of us. So um, before we go into I'm just going to read a word tonight. Um, praise God. Praise the Lord. So we are going to look at the word in um, Psalms 40, and I'm just going to just uh, just pray a blessing of the word as we um, read over the word. Praise God. Father, we come tonight thanking you for allowing us to come as children once again into your presence. And as we open up this Bible studies on the Buttons to Christ ministry, we ask that your Holy Spirit will just be amongst us tonight. We ask that your presence will condescend with us, your children. And Lord, as I open up this reading of the word in Psalms 40, may you come down and lift us up. And may you be in the midst of us today, we pray in the name of Jesus. I Psalms 40, I wait patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and has set my foot upon a rock, and has established my goings. He has put a new song in my mouth, even praises unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. 
So I am praying tonight that there is a new song in your heart. I am praying tonight that there are praises upon your lips for what God has done and how God has brought you up out of your miry this week as we are still um, in the week. I am praying tonight that individuals are giving God the worship and praise for what he has been doing and how he's been carrying you, your family members, through this rough time of COVID. So I am just going to go into a song tonight as we continue our fellowship one with another. And the song I'm going to sing tonight is Redemption Draw It Nigh. Signs of the times are everywhere. We know the Lord is about to come and we need to get ourselves ready because our Savior is almost on his way. And so as he is bringing you out of your situation, surrender everything over to him as we continue in fellowship together tonight. Praise God. Years of time have come and gone Since I first heard it told How Jesus will come again someday If back then it seemed so real Then I just can't help but feel how much closer his coming is today. Signs of the times are everywhere. There's a brand
sun drawing nigh. So let's lift up our heads. Our Savior is about to come. And tonight I just want to welcome everybody that is just those individuals who are just coming on that we are um, tonight. It's a welcome to the Buttons for Christ ministry prayer line Bible study. Tonight we are going to have a Bible study brought to us by Elder Nigel, and he will be presenting tonight the Bible study. And my name is Sister Commons as we continue to fellowship together, and we are going to have Brother Nigel open up with a praise God. Good night, everybody. I hope you're all keeping well and that you had a good day. And um, if it wasn't, may by God's grace it begin to be a good day right now because any day with God has got to be a good day. So as we seek to begin this study, will you bow your heads with me for prayer? Merciful, loving, wonderful, eternal God and our Heavenly Father, we pause in your presence at this time, Lord, at the beginning of this another study. Truly, Lord, your word is light and life. May as we study, Father, your Holy Spirit condescend in our midst, and may he teach us and lead us into all truth. May the light of your word shine upon us, and Lord, may it serve to deepen our motivation to serve you. May it deepen our motivation to love you. May it deepen our motivation, Lord, to work for you in the short time that we have left before you come. So, Lord, as we come now into this study, open our hearts and minds, and may the words spoken, Lord, breathe life into us and bring understanding to the darkness of our minds. This I ask in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. So as we start our study, we are going to look at the gift of prophecy. And we are going to have um, Elder Nigel just do an introductory on the gift of prophecy. What is the gift of prophecy? Okay, so this study, as was said, is titled The Gift of Prophecy. And the word Prophecy, Sister Suzette, obviously is related to the word prophet. And the word prophet comes from the Greek word prophetess, which ends with T-E-S. And it can mean either to foretell or to tell forth. So, so in, the, in, in the primary sense, it is to foretell, but in a secondary sense, it can also mean to tell forth. So in the, in, 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 the, in, in the secondary sense, we could all be said to be prophet if we're telling forth the word of God. But the way it is commonly understood, when you say someone is a prophet, it raises attention, Sister Comet. If you should walk in a room and say that person is a prophet, heads would turn because <laughs> In, in, in terms of how we understand the word prophet, it is someone who foretells, someone who has the ability to, to, to tell something about the future. Isn't that right? Yes. Yes. So 
in in religion a prophet is an individual who is regarded as being in contact with a divine being of course the divine being uh well not of course but presumably <laughs> that divine being is god yes right yes. that divine being for the the person to be a true prophet then that individual is god right yes. so 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 the prophet is regarded as being in contact with a divine being and is said to speak on behalf of that being serving as an intermediary with humanity by delivering messages or teachings from god to men the message that the prophet speaks or bring or conveys is called a prophecy and as human beings we have been fascinated always fascinated through from the beginning of time man has been fascinated with the idea of knowing what will happen in the future yes and 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 it is a natural human emotion i believe to want the peace and the comfort to know that it will be well tomorrow and if it is not going to be maybe if i knew what was going to happen then i can take some action to counteract that effect or something to that to that level and so we all would like to be in a position where we know what will happen tomorrow mm-hmm. and of course the enemy of our souls the enemy of our souls he knows that we have that desire and the enemy has no new tricks sister comics no new tricks the best he can do is to counterfeit mm-hmm. the the plans of god is to counterfeit the things that god do mm-hmm. god said marriage mm-hmm. he said shack up <laughs> god said sabbath he said sunday okay. god said adam and eve he said no no adam and steve all he can do is to try to counterfeit and so we must understand that it is a serious matter when we look at how the enemy seeks to counterfeit um the ways of god mm-hmm. and this is just one way which we will look at today how the devil does that mm-hmm. so claims to prophethood have existed in many cultures and religions throughout history including Judaism, Islam, ancient Greek religion, and of course Christianity. But if there is only one true God, then what is the source of all these other so-called prophets in various religious um um groups? And how can we identify a true prophet from a false prophet that's a good question yeah can we? okay beautiful so we will come to that in a moment and just to remind you that matthew 24 mm-hmm. one of the first thing that christ uh said to his disciples when they asked him when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of your coming mm-hmm. the first thing he said was take heed that no man deceive you and i paused here sister comments mm-hmm. just to mention that i was thoroughly blessed and inspired by last week's uh, mm-hmm. study by sister 
Charlene and Sister Alma Marilyn. Was it? Oh, it must, it must have been the week before then when uh, St. Lucia. Oh, Sister Anita. When oh, Sister, Sister Anita, Anita Friday. presented, oh, yes. oh, it was Friday, a Friday night. Friday night. That, yes. that was yes. truly a yes. meaningful yes. Um, experience in oh. the world when she looked at Amen. the deceptions and how the enemy works. And I really believe that this is coming on the back of that yes. and on the back of the presentation that I did the last time mm -hmm. concerning about the dead. Are the dead mm -hmm. really, really dead? dead. Mm -hmm. This is something that actually comes out of that in, mm -hmm. in some part. Mm -hmm. So. Today, today, we will be looking at this subject, Sister Comis. Mm -hmm. And as we look at the whole idea of the gift of prophecy, I don't think anyone, especially a Christian, mm -hmm. would, um, would deny the existence of prophets mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And the Old Testament has so many um, scriptures concerning that. For instance, Numbers 12, and verse 6 says, if there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a vision, and I will speak to him in a dream. Hmm. Look at this one, Amos. Mm -hmm. Amos, and I really like this one. Amos 3, 7 says, surely the Lord God will do nothing, nothing. but he revealeth his secrets to his servants, the, the prophets. prophets. So, so, so the enemy is into secrecy, as, mm -hmm. uh, as Zelda Patrick always say. Right. But, 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 but God, on the other hand, is transparent. Yes. He says, whatever it is, all my major movements mm -hmm. in relation to man, I am going to let it be known to my servant, so that my servant, the prophet, so that they can let it be known to my people. Mm -hmm. So, so the Bible does, in fact, teach mm -hmm. that there will be true prophets in the last days. And we remember mm -hmm. um, this prophecy in Acts 2 and verse 17. It says, and can you read that text for me, Sister Comet? Acts chapter 2 and verse 17. So it says, he, both men and women, will prophesy in the last, that, that, oh, sorry, 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 I did it wrong. It shall come to pass in the last days, said the Lord, that I will pour out all my spirit upon all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy amen to god be the glory so 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 this is just one evidence and if we had time we could even get into more but that's one evidence that yes indeed there will be true prophets in the last days so jesus at his ascension placed the gift of prophecy in his church along with four other gifts, namely um, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. That's from Ephesians 4, uh, verse 7 to 11. And the, uh, so, so here's a question. Yeah. Why did God place these gifts in the church? Ah, what, are, what are they I'm for? I'm glad you asked. Ephesians, 4, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and verse 12 says that these gifts were for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, hmm. for the edifying of the body of Christ. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? Amen, amen. In the Bible, in, in, um, it also says that um, there was gifts of prophecy. Was it limited to man? Was it only in the Bible in, the, in, in, the, in these days? Is it, is it only limited to men? Well, we know, we know that um, they, in, in, in the Bible time, it, it, it was a male 
dominated um, society, mm -hmm. so to speak. And, um, and, and you find that it, men were commonly used as prophets. But even in the Old Testament, as we see in Judges chapter 4, verse 4 with Deborah mm -hmm. and, uh, and Second Kings 22, 4, we see with uh, Huldah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and in the New Testament, we had um, the four daughters of Philip in Acts mm -hmm. chapter 21, verse 8 to 9. So, yes, indeed, there were females or women who God used um, as, as a prophet. God will use whoever that will allow themselves to be used. Now, how long were these gifts to remain in the church, Brother Nigel? Yes. So, um, so many, many have uh, had the idea that, oh, the God only used men in times past, in the Old Testament time, and in the New Testament, uh, there were no prophets. And even some who venture to read the scriptures uh, somewhat would have, would have discovered that in the New Testament, we had, we had prophets. Christ himself mm -hmm. had prophesied, and we see other cases where individual, individuals um, prophesied. But the thing is now, while some will even accept that they were prophets in the New Testament church, they, the whole idea, because the canon is closed, the canon or the Bible, so to speak, is mm -hmm. completed. Um, they are of the, many are of the idea that, that the prophets no longer exist. Mm -hmm. So, but Ephesians 4, mm -hmm. that we quoted from before, verse 13 says this, that the gifts, the, the gifts which we talked about uh, before, including prophecy, should remain in God's church mm -hmm. until when? Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure and stature of the fullness of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I believe that part and parcel of that is that these gifts are to remain in the church of God even until Christ will Christ returns the second time. Amen. Praise God. So, so, so some, some would also ask, from what source, how does the prophet receive their information? Where does it come from? Mm -hmm. Do they just eat late at night? <laughs> and, 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 and due to physiological reasons, um, they will have a dream and they just go and proclaim it to these people? No. No, 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 no. We have the, 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 the fact from Second Peter 1 and verse 21 that prophecy never came by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were what moved by the Holy Spirit of the living God and so God speaks to men but how mm -hmm. there are three primary ways that God speaks to his prophets and we can see this for example in Numbers 12 verses 6 to 8 where it says if there is a prophet among you I the Lord make myself known to him in a vision I will speak to him in a dream I will speak to him it says here even if he chooses face to face so they can get a Moses experience as exactly well. so wow. yes indeed they can get a Moses experience and uh, one of the things is that, mm -hmm. Sister Comis, that has been noted, that has been noted in the Bible 
is that there are various there are there, there are various evidences mm -hmm. um given or demonstrated mm -hmm. by true prophets when they are in vision namely namely in daniel 10 8 we see where the prophet daniel initially lost physical strength hmm. so he appeared limp yeah. during vision we see also in daniel 10 verse 18 and 19 where where the prophet may later receive supernatural strength hmm. wow we see in daniel 10 17 where there was no breath in the body. In other words, the prophet appeared as if he was not breathing. That could be scary, wow. but God can do anything. Nice. And indeed, um, the, the prophet can experience, uh, can have that experience. Also, during vision, the prophet is able to speak mm -hmm. and to communicate. Verse 16 of that same, um, same chapter. During vision, the prophet the prophet appeared to not be aware of earthly surrounded, surrounding. In other words, the prophet can sometimes feel as if he's transported into another, an, 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 another place. Can, wow. you, can you imagine that? And we have Daniel 5, 5 to 8, and 2 Corinthians 12, verses 2 to 4. And Numbers mm -hmm. 24, 4 says that while in vision, the prophet's eye can remain open. So these six Bible points provide the physical evidences of a true prophet in vision. Not all of them always appear together. In other words, while in vision, mm -hmm. not all of these signs um, will be visible, but certainly um, a combination of them. A prophet in vision may be, may be genuine without manifesting all six evidences at once, which is it's written in a sense, um, is what I said before. Okay, so is the working of a great miracle proof that a prophet is of God? <laughs> Would that be proof? So, so a great miracle or someone revealing some great detail about the future by itself is not, an, is not evidence that it is of God. It is, evidence, mm -hmm. it is evidence that something supernatural has taken place. So it is evidence of supernatural power. But remember, mm -hmm. supernatural power can come from God, but guess who else, who also can exhibit supernatural powers? Do you know? We know the enemy does as the well. The enemy does mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. angels have supernatural power. Remember in the Old Testament when one angel destroyed uh, 185,000 soldiers of the armies that was coming against Israel. Mm -hmm. And so angels are powerful um, beings mm -hmm. that can display supernatural powers. And so the enemy, the enemy and his fallen angels mm -hmm. are able to manifest supernatural powers. And we see um, evidence in Deuteronomy um, 13, 1 to 5. And as a matter of fact, Revelation 16 and verse 14 talks about um, uh, um, signs and wonders being made. And it says, they are spirits of what? Demons. Of demons performing signs, which are, which, which are miracles. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine that? Wow. And remember earlier, I pointed out to the text in, um, in, in, in Matthew 24. And from verse 24, it says, 
that, that false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, the very elect. Wow. Imagine that. So the deception would be so great that if you are not rooted and grounded in your relationship with Christ, then you will surely be deceived. So how can I determine whether a prophet is true or false? How can I, how can I know that? There's a chapter in the book, The mm-hmm. Deserved Ages, Sister Comis, mm-hmm. and it talks about the scriptures mm-hmm. being our only safeguard. And I encourage us to turn again to have a look at that chapter, mm-hmm. which tells us that we should anchor our faith and anchor ourselves in the word of God because it is our only safeguard. It is our only protection against deception, against, 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 against errors. So Isaiah chapter eight and verse 20 Mm -hmm. says to the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. In other words, if, a prophet or a so-called prophet is speaking and he is not in harmony mm-hmm. with the scriptures, then right away we can tell for sure that he is in error. For instance, mm-hmm. for instance, the prophet, uh, the so-called prophet Nostradamus, mm-hmm. if you read about his life story, Nostradamus was a popular prophet in the 1800s and, uh, and he had many followers and many were convinced that indeed he was a true prophet. Mm-hmm. But, but the word of God outlines how a true prophet um, should operate. Mm-hmm. And Nostradamus, if you read his biography or the writings about him, he, would, he had a bowl mm-hmm. of water, and I think with something else, I don't remember what it was, but what he would do is pour that thing in the water and, and would look at the form that would that would appear in the water or in the bowl, and from that he would get um, um, his impressions concerning what would happen in the future. But the word of but the word of God says the oh by the way that would be classified in the Bible as being what is called a peeper, right? Mm-hmm. And in the Bible it is among the list of, of false prophets. Mm-hmm. that the word of God had pronounced that they should be put to death. Mm-hmm. So Nostradamus would have been put to death in the mm-hmm. time of the Old Testament because his method is not in harmony um, with Scripture. So to the law and to the testimony, mm-hmm. if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. And so there are other, mm-hmm. there are other, um, there are other, um, type of manifestations mm-hmm. that would also be in the same category. Uh, right. Deuteronomy 18.10 mm-hmm. speaks against the following um, types of prophets, mm-hmm. it talk, including the soothsayers mm-hmm. or astrologers, the sorcerers, mm-hmm. those who claim to contact spirits of the dead, those who claim to be medium or one who claims to channel the spirits of the dead. Also, one who practices witchcraft, witches and warlocks, fortune tellers, one who interprets omens or who casts spells or use charms, 
spiritist, one who claims to talk to the dead, psychics, palm readers, and all of those individuals, those who use the, 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 the crystal ball or any such thing, those individuals would have been put to death in the time of Christ. But we see their practices, being, their practices flourishing in today's day. Friends, if you notice around you clearly the rise of witchcraft and, 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 and psychics and so forth is evidence around about us. They are gaining acceptance while the word of God is being rejected. You can go to some of our universities and do courses in witchcraft and magic and all of these things, but the word of God is being suppressed in our schools and our universities. These are indeed signs of the times, and we have to be very careful of where we are putting our faith. So, as we continue, I think you have a question, Sister Collins. Yes, I was just wondering, is a true prophet's work primarily to serve the church or to serve unbelievers? Like, what is the, the real purpose for a true prophet's work? Okay, well, the, the Bible answers that in 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 22. It says here, prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. So the gift of prophecy is not to convince those who do not believe, but it is, it is for those who already believe. It is instruction, it is guidance to those who believe. So, um... When you join God's end time church, which it, it which which has all the gifts, how will it be? Well, how will it affect you? How will it affect me? Like since we're here in the Seventh Day Adventist Church, and um, how is those gifts going to be edifying for us? How does it affect us? Okay, so so we saw in the in in in, in the in, in a text previously. That, that God's church will possess all the gifts that we listed until Christ should come. The question is why. Ephesians 4.14 says that, that with those gifts, we would no longer be, be children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful Plotins. Imagine that. So in other words, the gift of prophecy serves to anchor you spiritually. You will no longer be uncertain and unsettled in your belief. In other words, you will be rooted and grounded in the faith because of the presence of these gifts in the church. So basically you're saying that the gifts would be helpful for us today in the end time church. Yes. And, and mm -hmm. Amen. And I'm just thinking of how would it be helpful for us now, even with warfare, that we are in a ministry that deals with warfare. How is that helpful even for us as well? Okay, first of all, first of all, the main purpose, mm -hmm. the main purpose, and there are others, but the main purpose, I believe, of the gift of prophecy 
is to confirm mm-hmm. truth yes. and to dispel errors. Okay. So, so the Word of God anchors us mm-hmm. because the truth of the Word of God that we uh, we already that has already been established mm-hmm. will be confirmed by the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. What? How, 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 how will that help us? Mm-hmm. We see where coming out of our our, our theological um, schools and, mm-hmm. and and and, and, and um, due to our our engagement as a church with the ev- evangelicals and with the ecumenical movement and so forth, mm-hmm. these organizations have been trying to bring the churches together based on um, agreeing on common points while putting aside um, um, important points of doctrine that they believe um, um, will disunite them. Mm-hmm. But when we have the, the gift of prophecy to confirm these mm-hmm. truths, right. then we will, not go, we will not let go of them, even if our church as an institution mm-hmm. comes out of these organizations and don't claim the truth of the word of God that has been established in our church. We have the confirmation of the spirit of prophecy, number one, mm-hmm. that this was going to happen, Yes. number one, mm-hmm. and number two, that the same gift of prophecy tells us to hold on to the faith as we received it. Amen. And so, and, 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 and so we will be settled in the truth. Also now, mm-hmm. the whole idea of new light, new revelation coming into the church. Mm-hmm. While God, while the word of God says the path of the just is like a light that sure. shines more and more unto the day of his appearing, mm-hmm. whatever truth, whatever light that will come forward mm-hmm. must be in harmony with the light that we have had previously. And so if a man comes to tell us something new, something fresh that we've never heard about, we mm-hmm. will check the the, the, the word of God, mm-hmm. we will check the Bible and the spirit of prophecy, and if it does not harmonize with mm-hmm. that, then we will have to say, sorry, I don't believe that mm-hmm. to be true. And okay. so God's words truly help us to confirm, the, the, the spirit of prophecy truly helps us to confirm the truth of God's words and to dispel erroneous words. Thank you for that. So, so also, too, the, 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 the gift of prophecy, the gift of prophecy um, is, represented, uh, is represented in the word as a part of the body. We see where, we see where um, um, Paul likens the, the, the different gifts to different parts of the body. And in, in, a, in, in 1 Samuel 9 and verse 9, we see where it says here, Formerly in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, he spoke thus, Come, let us go see a seer. Wow, a seer? You might ask, what is that? Well, it tells us as you continue to yes. read. For he who is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer. Mm. And a seer is someone who sees. Mm. And when we say someone who sees, we're not talking about with the with the natural eye, mm-hmm. but it is with the spiritual eyes that this person is able to see what God is showing him um, concerning the future. Wow. So the gift of prophecy 
represents the eye because we call the church the body of Christ, don't mm-hmm, we? Mm-hmm. Right? So in the body, the representation of the eye uh, uh, represents the gift of the Holy Spirit. So since prophecy is the eyes of the church, a church without the gift of prophecy would be in a bad condition. Why? The Word of God says in Matthew 15, 4, that the church without the gift of prophecy would be blind. Jesus referred to the subsequent dangers when he said, if the blind leads the blind, they will both fall into a ditch. Friends, friends, we are in danger, even as we speak now, of falling into that ditch because through our association with various uh, organizations that are blind because they don't have the gift of prophecy mm-hmm. over there mm-hmm. in their in their ecumenical movement. They don't have the true gift of prophecy over there in some of these other other circles. And if we should 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 give up our eyes, if we should close our eyes spiritually, then we will walk with these people in these movements and while they will they will fall into a ditch we also will fall into a ditch but god has given us enough of his words that we can see clearly and we can avoid falling into that ditch but we will walk safely down the path which leads us into the eternal kingdom so god's church we talk about we talk about god's remnant church and what and god's remnant church and, and what is some, that? okay what is god's remnant so the god's question is the, the 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 question is what is god what or who are god's remnant, remnant church yes. the word remnant i must mm-hmm. inform you um comes from 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 an old word that seems to have come from the the, 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 from fabric or, mm-hmm. or, or materials, cloth, mm-hmm. whereby, whereby the small pieces that are left at the end of the roll of the cloth that you go and you buy in the store, mm-hmm. when they are not enough to do anything else, they will put them in a, in a container by themselves as remnants. So if, say for instance, you, you develop a hole in, in, in a piece of cloth which you use to make a dress. Mm-hmm. You could, in theory, go to that store mm-hmm. and bring in a piece of the material and they will be able to give you a small portion with, which you can use to patch your garment. Okay. And the thing about the remnant is that the, 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 the last part of the roll mm-hmm. is the same exact material, the same exact substance as it was when the roll was full. Mm-hmm. And so if you apply that principle to a, in a spiritual sense, God's remnant church mm-hmm. is a church that reflects the ideals and standards of the first church. Mm-hmm. Ah, so we see where the words of God appeal us to, there's an appeal in the word of God for us to go back to primitive godliness. Mm-hmm. In other words, we are to go back to, the, to, to, to our foundation, go back to the fundamental principles which guided the church when it just began. And so God's last day church Mm -hmm. will look and function like the early church did. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. And so 
when when God's church looked like that, it will grow as did the early church, and it will reflect the fact that all the gifts, all the gifts, the gifts of apostles, the gifts of the of evangelists, pastors, teachers, and the gifts of prophecy will be manifested so, in that so, church. So are you saying that God's remnant church must have all these gifts? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes, I am. Okay. God's remnant church will possess all the gifts that are given to God's church. Wow. Okay. So, as we continue, as we continue, I want to take you to the book of Revelation, chapter 12, and verse 17. Could you read that text for me, Sister Carmen? Sister Carmen. So that's Revelation? Yes. Revelation, Revelation 12, 12 and verse 17, and then I'm going to ask you to go to 19.10. So Revelation 12, verse 17 states, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So you could then ask, what is, what is the, testimony the testimony of, of Jesus? Jesus? Turn to Revelation 19 mm-hmm. and verse 10 and see the answer. Revelation 19, verse 10 states, so Revelation 19, 10 states, And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou doest it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is what? The spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is what? The spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of of prophecy. prophecy. Significance of the words used there, the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus means that the words of a prophet of a prophet are from Jesus. We are to regard the words of a true prophet as a special message from Jesus to us. Revelation 1 1 and Amos 3 and verse 7, which was read earlier. To bring reproach in any way upon a true prophet is extremely dangerous. What did I just say? To bring reproach Mm -hmm. on a true prophet is extremely dangerous. It is the same as bringing reproach upon Jesus himself, who sends them and guides them no wonder God warns, do my prophets no, no harm. harm. Wow. That's so, serious. So there are many mm-hmm. who are quite willing to accept mm-hmm. the words of false prophets or to accept mm-hmm. people who are advised, are guided by false prophets, but they despise the word of God's last day. Wow. We see where in, in, in public circles these days, presidents and kings of nations are, have their personal psychics, their personal astrologers, astrologers 
and, 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 and they are revered, and many of them do so openly. Mm-hmm. We see where the false religions of the day, the people of the, of the Mormon church, and, and of the Jehovah's Witnesses church, and of other church, we see where they are proud of their prophets. Mm-hmm. But as God's church with his true prophets, we hide the words of, a, of the prophet under a bushel. Hmm. But God is going to charge us because he says that there is a danger in reproaching, in, putting, in bringing reproach upon his true prophet. We see where the qualifications, the qualifications of, of, of a true prophet are, followed, are, are, are as follows. And I will just go through them quickly because my time is actually, is actually up. The prophet must live a godly life, Matthew 7, 15 to 20. The prophet must be called to service by God, Isaiah 6, 1 to 10, Jeremiah 1, 5 to 10. We see where the prophet must speak and write in harmony with the Bible, Isaiah 8, verse 19 and 20. We see where whatever is predicted by the prophet must come true. If it doesn't come true, he is a false prophet. Prophet, and we see where the prophets will have vision and dreams, Numbers 12 and verse 6. And friends, I think this it is only a, a part of the study. Yeah. And if, we, if we're able to, we will continue to look more, more in a specific way at God's last day prophet to the church today and how that will help and guide us even as the church faces what the word of God calls a time of trouble such as never was. If there was ever a time that mm. God's church needs a prophecy to come in, it mm. is yeah. now. So stay tuned as we come to part two um, whenever we're able to. So may God bless us and keep us even as I close now and as we take questions if there are any. Thank you very much. So we are... Um we're just pausing right now to take some questions to those who are listening. Um, for our listeners who are on tonight and who have any questions concerning the study, we are pausing because we, I think Brother Nigel has just um, wet our mouths um, and we are definitely going into a deeper study with this um, possibly for next That's week. That's just laying the foundation by God's grace. Amen. So is there any questions for anyone online tonight regarding what we've just talked about regarding the false prophets and what has been out there and even to even share an experience? I know many individuals online tonight have experienced even going to churches where there were claims of healing and so forth. And even to even just share your encounter regarding encountering these things that we some of the things that were discussed tonight. Is there anyone out there that has a testimony that would like to share or any questions concerning what was talked about tonight? The lines are open. Press star star for those who are new that would like to unmute the phone to Go ahead. Hi, my name is Let me close here. Yeah, you were were saying something about um, the prophet, and I missed some of what you were saying. You were saying that the prophet has to have um, a godly life, and whatever the prophet says um, usually comes true. But there was something else that I missed that he said, and I just wanted okay. to ask him what was he said. 
Yes, no problem with that. Good night. And you, Sister Elaine. Good night, Sister Elaine. Glad to have you on. Yep, go ahead. Good night. So he's gonna just. Good night. He's gonna. Yep, go ahead. He's gonna go through. Go okay, thank you for your question, and I will just repeat. So we said the word of the the prophet, the prophet, the prophet must conform to the Bible criteria, so to speak. Right. So the prophet must live a godly life. If their lives are not in harmony with scriptures, then we must declare that they are false prophets, right? So that's Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 to 20. The prophet must be called to service by God. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 to 10, Jeremiah 1, 5 to 10, Amos 7, 14 and 15. The prophet must speak and write in harmony with the Bible, with the scriptures, Isaiah 8, 19 and 20. The prophet, whatever, whatever the prophet predicts must come true. If it does not, then he is a false prophet, Deuteronomy 18, 20 to 22. And the prophets will have visions, and I could also include dreams, Numbers 12 and verse 6. Thank you. And I just heard also, um, thank you, Brother Nigel, for clearing that. And also I heard another male, I believe it's Brother Claus. Brother Claus, are you on? Do you have a question or even a comment or a testimony to share? Go ahead. Test star star to unmute your phone. Is there somebody else that has a comment, testimony, or a question that you'd like to ask, press star star for those who are new coming on the line uh, to give that request. Go ahead. Hello? Yep. Go ahead, Brother Claus. Hi. Uh, just Hi. an example of a, of a false prophet in, in our modern times who has a very huge audience, um, the lady Sylvia Brown um, fills auditoriums of 50,000 people nights after nights in a row teaching mostly women to communicate with the dead and this woman had followings of millions of people especially in north america um who would flock to all her meetings uh and they everything that she spoke of never came true but yet these people learned the practice of speaking to their to dead relatives from her so when somebody encourages you to speak to the dead relatives, right, which a lot of people do, it, you'd be surprised how, how very common it is in my family. It's the whole family does it. Um, and it's very real experience to them, but the information is always incorrect. And I believe that God makes it that way so that they will never be right. And this woman, Amen. Sylvia Brown, just as a, for instance, how God, can correct a bad problem like this of a false prophet. Her prediction was so off and nothing happened, and she lost her whole following a few years ago, and no one will even read her books or talk to her anymore or come to any of these meetings that she had that she used to fill arenas of 50,000 people. But she influences mostly women because for some reason women are interested in the communication with dead spirits more than men are um, wow. because you find no men in her audience at all. It's always mm. women. I would say to all women, be very careful when 
you find this kindred spirit of another woman telling you things. And I know within my family, they all do this. They constantly prophesy, and they're never right. They're always wrong. And um, if they're not respected, they become so agitated that they show their true colors. You know, that you would be 100% able to see them, you know, um, for what they are. But I've just, I needed to say this about Sylvia Brown because of her, she is a modern example of uh, false prophet that has a huge audience, bigger than yeah. big. Now, we don't know this in our Christian world because we would never want to have anything to do with this. Um, mm -hmm. But so many secular people are looking for answers and they find them in these false prophets. But thank God that he comes in and exposes a false prophet always. You know, and even mm -hmm. like Nigel was talking, Nostradamus, Nostradamus's predictions. My father was a scholar of Nostradamus, and nothing is true what Nostradamus said. It, it's very vague, and people write into these things. There, there's no clarity yeah. of when we have spirit of prophecy, like Mrs. White's writings, which mm -hmm. I believe are. 100% true. There's no error in it. If there is one speck of error in a prophecy, it is not of God. That is my mm -hmm. understanding from reading the Bible, that God is always 100% right. He does not make mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, and it's. I just wanted to say as a warning to anyone listening to, mm -hmm. if your prophet is teaching you to speak to, to, to dead relatives, and to spirit, unknown spirits for guidance, that you should run. That, that's my and, only comment. I have and Claus, many others. Oh, Claus, I thank they, you so much for sharing that. And I just want you to just share your background as to why you're saying what you're saying. So can you just give us an introduction of, of, of your background, why you're saying this? You said your family, all of your family members do this. Like, who are they? What are they? Um, well, on my side of the family, they were deep occultists. And then on my wife's ex-wife's side of the family, they all were from Finland. And in Finland, it is probably one of the biggest countries that promotes speaking to the dead relatives. The dead relatives speak to the Finnish people all the time. My ex-wife and all of her relatives, they all do. And it's, it was rather perplexing to have to experience it. Now, in my particular family, on my, on my side, um, my father was a student of Blavatsky and of Bailey, and these are other false prophets that were, all came about. Bailey is more modern, but Blavatsky came out around the same time as Mrs. White did. And yes. she is and, the equivalent of Mrs. White um, on the dark side. She has and, a, uh, and um, Father Klaus. Just for the benefit of those who might not know, because I realize that most of us are very ignorant or very naive concerning these things. But in the world, in the secular world, people like Blavatsky and Alice Bailey are are highly esteemed and very popular in the in the secular world or in the satanic world. Could you just say briefly who these people are before we close? Most of the people who are involved with Blavatsky writings have gone through the ranks of simple soothsayer stuff like Ouija boards and have worked their way up from tarot cards and crystal balls and all this stuff. And then they find themselves, they've reached the top tier. But once you reach that top tier, um, most of those people 
are prominent psychiatrists, prominent neurologists, prominent doctors, prominent politicians. They are not everyday people, the ones who embrace these teachings, because number one, you have to be invited into the esoteric societies. Um, and you, not everyone is invited, and, you ha and your initiation is that you basically go through the ranks in order to reach that top tier. And then at the top tier, you, everybody's talking about God until you hit that top tier of Blavatsky, and then she tells you plain out that you're worshiping the devil, you know, which is scary stuff to find yourself. You're in a trap at that point. You are now mm -hmm. in the trap, you know, and the demons hold you. And, and I know this in my own life because I grew up with this and I, and I know that I have some problems with this because I was involved with these things. I promoted these things. I've made deals with the devil through rock and roll and all kinds of crazy things that I've done in my life. And, and I know that they can hold you, you know, and with, without knowing Jesus, there would never be any hope for any of these people. They cannot leave. You, you, you can't leave. And well, matter of fact, well, their literature is so sacred that no one is allowed to read these books. These books all have to be returned to the esoteric societies when the person dies. And I inherited a bunch of these books. Um, and as a Christian, I sat with these books for a long time. And I decided that I needed to burn them one day because you cannot have these things in your house and try to be a Christian. And I thought that they would some value to help somebody. Um, but uh, Walter Weiss, who's a, uh, um, uh, an evangelist for Amazing Discoveries, I contacted him if he wanted these literatures, and he advised me just to burn them because they're just <laughs> not to have in your home. So Amen. anything like this that you have, that you have attachments with, that have a kind of false prophets with it, um, will hold you in a state of suspended animation and you're not able to move away from them because they, you have made your choice. When you reach mm -hmm. that top tier, that is, you, it, it's just, they don't like you to turn back. Not many people will come out of that system. Um, and because of my involvement being so wishy-washy, um, I never really jumped in with both feet. I, I just had it as common knowledge because I grew up with it. Um, but I never embraced it. So I believe that's the reason why I was able to have the discernment to be able to tell that this is not of God. This is not of God. This is not good. This is not good for me. It's not good for anybody. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe my background and stuff, but because there's so many aspects to it, but the spiritual side of things was something that I spent my whole life looking for, looking for God and found him in, and did not find him in all these places. And I can, mm. and I since looked, uh, and it wasn't until I had a little bit of a wake up call when God got a hold of me. And, and once you know the truth, the truth sets you free and you can't turn Amen. back. Amen. Amen. And Elder and brother Claus, I know that this is just, a. Uh, a tip of the iceberg because you have experienced so much in your life that um, I really believe that it could serve to encourage and to motivate others who are still uh, struggling with these issues. I hope 
by God's grace, one day we really get to hear your testimony yes. as to where, how deep you were in the pit of sin and how God, through his long arms of love, was able to pull you yes. out of that pit and to bring you out of darkness into the marvelous light of God. I thank you for sharing tonight. Yes. And you. I pray that it was a blessing and that it was enlightening to others. Because guess what? I can speak, what, I can speak these things, but I'm speaking theory. I have never been a part of that world. I've never seen it. But for coming from you who have experienced it and have lived it and have come out of it, I believe it's more meaningful to those who are here tonight. So, Brother Claus, my, my regards to you, and I pray that you will continue in the path that God has put you on. And yes. also condolences yes. to you today on yes. behalf of myself and my wife and yes. the Button to Christ family for the loss of your brother yes. today. May God bless you and may he give you comfort and peace that only he can give. Thank you very much as we look forward to hearing from you again. God bless. Thank Amen. you. And I just want everybody to just keep, keep Brother Claus in prayer. I'm so happy that he was able to come on tonight and share with us. He has some powerful testimonies to just enlighten all of us here online and um, please keep him in prayer as he has just lost um, his um, just found out his uh, brother has just passed away so please keep him in prayer and family in prayer um, as we go forward praise God and so um, is there any is um, is there anyone else that has a question before we go into before we close off this is not the first. Hi. Hi, good afternoon. Hello? Sister Sandra? Sister Sandra? Hello? Hello? I think uh, I heard Sister Kate. Hold one sec, Sister Kate. I think I heard Sister Sandra, and then I'll take you after. Sister Sandra, is that you? Go ahead. Oh, this is Sister Clover. Oh, Sister Clover, go ahead, my my dear. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I was mixing you up with Sister Sandra. The phone was muffled. Yes. Go ahead, my sister. Just yeah, in light of um, what has been discussed, I remember back home in Jamaica, I had a co-worker. She, she worshipped at the, um, the Church of God Church, but for some reasons, we used to be very good friends, but she hated everything that has to do with Seventh-day Adventism. Now, one day I heard her made a declaration how much um, she knows that God talked to her. And, <laughs> you know, I at the time I just came into the, in, into the, the, the Adventist truth. I didn't know a lot, but the, the Spirit of God was, you know, teaching me little by little. And as I went home that evening, it, I pondered what she said. I said to myself, Lord, how could this lady, who is not keeping all of your commandments, you know, is professing all of these things, when she outrightly hates your laws? Hmm. And yes, brethren, the evening, uh, you know, because my television was always on 3ABN, that mm -hmm. evening I remember, in fact, came on and Doug Bachelor quoted the, um, the, the text. I don't remember exactly where it's from right now. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, the, the, te the text goes something like this. If you 
don't obey the commandment of God, even your priors, you know, yes. something. Yes. Yes. It's an and I said, God, God refuses to hear the law, even his priors shall be an abomination. Mm-hmm. That's right. I said, Lord, you are so good. And I have another co-worker also. He he was an artisan with the, the St. Catherine Health Department. And one day, you know, we used to discuss Christianity. And one day he came, he came, he he said to me, um, he said, Kadna, I I came and I looked for you because there was a total um, service. But he said, it's finished. So at the time he told me, the following day at that time, I went over to his shed. When I went over there, brethren, it was Benny Hinn. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't know everything. And when I looked right. at I said, you should know better than that to come call me to look at this. I said, I mm-hmm. thought you know better. You know, and I walked away. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometime after that, I heard, I think I saw it on um, CNN where they exposed him as a false yes. prophet. But, you know, yes. God... God will lead his children into truth. Once we, you know, we want to know God's will, he will reveal his truth to his children. Amen. He will. Sister Clover, yes. thank you. Thank you yes. very much for for sharing your experience. And I wish we had more time because I would I would I would, I would let Brother Klaus tell us why why in the in the satanic world they have a particular hatred for Seventh day Adventists, which is something that I read about before. But when I heard it from Brother Klaus based on his experience, that was when I knelt and I said, My God, God really does have a special people and, and God's yes. people have a special mark on them and the enemy yes. hates them more than more than all others. So I thank you for sharing but, but, um, yes, Roger, your experience. He it in his book, there you go. Um, that was the first place I read that. Yes. You're correct. Yes. You are correct. Mm-hmm. So for those individuals who didn't hear that, there's a book, um, Roger Manure, and he's done a few, A Trip into the Supernatural. A Trip, in, a trip into the Supernatural, yes. I and think, was where he wrote about their hatred yes. for seven He has another one, more incredible. Uh, and and so prayer. Mm-hmm. He has another one, um, something about angels, because I had all yes. those books that, you know, really yes. opened my eyes. Yes. Yes. And and we have somebody here online, Brother Claus, who has gone through that whole um, yep. ordeal. Mm-hmm. So he knows firsthand exactly what um, um, Roger Manuel was talking about because he himself has experienced it. So he's a li- in, in, in living color. Um, um, we have here somebody to, we who have somebody has can... experienced some of those things so, and yes. testified that Fun. indeed what Roger Monier was writing about was in fact That's true, yeah. and um, yes. and it is still happening to people today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank Praise you very God. much. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Praise God. Thank you, Sister Clover, for that. Yeah. Praise God. And then there's Sister Kate. I, I We did hear Sister Kate on the line. Sister Kate, you're on? Press star star for those. Um, Sister Kate, are you online? You are next to, you are going to say something. Sister Kate, press star star to unmute your phone. Yes, hello. I just hi, want to thank Kate. the Lord and praise God. Hi, hi everyone. Hello. Um, I would like to truly praise the Lord and thank God for you all in in explaining all of this. 
And I just thank God. It's it's such a great blessing to know because, as God said, his people shall perish because of lack of knowledge. And so I thank God that, that you all are discussing all of this. And so God be with you all and God keep you all. And please continue to keep me in prayer. And I also have a friend that's um, in need of prayer. She's seriously in need of prayer. I just spoke with her a little while ago and we prayed because um, someone has been working witchcraft on her um, and has been trying to destroy her life. In fact, it's her uh, ex-husband's so-called wife, so-called new wife. And um, and she is Adventist lady. And um, she's been going through where um, she needs transportation to um, uh, her granddaughter's graduation to get everything done. And her car just suddenly broke down. Mm-hmm. And everything is on her. And everything has to be done between tomorrow and Sunday and I told her I will ask you all for prayer for her so please yes. pray for my friend and 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 also for my niece too as well please keep okay. her in prayer thank you thank you so much thank God for you all have a good night everyone God bless amen. you amen thank you thank you very Kate. much we Sister will, Kate we will keep you <laughs> and um, I, I, I know others are online as well too to keep Sister Kate in prayer and also her friend who is experiencing witchcraft um, to keep in prayer as well. Praise yes, God. and as I was listening to Sister Clover, it is, I, I just want to say to us all, I know that as Seventh-day Adventists, many of us have been flirting. Many of us have been flirting with false prophets, and if we should seriously be truthful in our conversation and looking at the Word of God, we will begin to come to know that many of the popular televangelists yes. are false prophets, yes. whether it be T.D. Jakes or Joel Osteen or Benny Hinn, and there are many others out there. And friends, I am warning because the word of God says the deception will be so great that if possible, even the very elect will be deceived. Friends, be not deceived. The word of God is clear and to the law and to the testimony. As Isaiah 8:20 says, if they speak not according to this word of Scripture, it is because there is no light in them. And so we have an opportunity for our eyes to be open tonight. And so may we make good on that opportunity. Thank you. Amen. And I'm, I'm just asking everyone to mute their phones if you're not giving a testimony right now or a, a, quest, a comment. Can you mute your phone, please? We're having a feedback on the line. Thank you. So everyone mute your phones, please, if you're not if you're not giving an actual testimony right now, so we can hear the lines clearly, please. Thank you. The lines are still open for anyone with a question, comment, or a testimony just to share as we can, as we start wrapping up this portion. There is there anyone else um, that would like to share or has a question, comment in regards to what we've just spoke we just talked about regarding the gift of prophecy and false prophets or anything, the lines are open. Press star star for those who are new to um, continue with the discussion. Go ahead. Praise God. 
Well, it, I, I just want to thank everyone for coming on tonight and for sharing your sharing your 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 having a comment and testimony. I just want to thank everybody tonight for coming on. Um, I'm seeing a number that's a 705 number. Uh, 427, if you can just mute your device, please. Thank you, so that we can hear clearly. Thank you very much. I just want to thank everyone for coming on tonight um, onto the Buttons of Christ Ministry um, prayer line. As we wrap up this Bible study session, we are going to have Brother Nigel close us out with a word of prayer. Thank you. Merciful, loving. Eternal God, as we pause again at the end of this session, may your Holy Spirit, Lord, we pray, add your power to this study tonight. May it sink into the deep recesses of our minds. And Lord, may we seek to know these things, not just to know, but to be wise unto salvation and to be, to be able to ably bring the word of salvation to others who are in darkness. Lord, tonight I want to pray especially, Lord, to put before you your son, Brother Klaus. Oh God, you see the situation right now. You see the perplexity of mind. You see, Lord, how he has lost his brother and he did not even get the desire of his heart to be able to give him the wonderful word of life before it was too late. But oh God, you know best. And so, Lord, we leave his brother in your hands, and we ask, O oh God, that for the family that remain, including Brother Klaus, may you, O oh God, give them strength, give them courage, give them the peace that passeth all understanding. And I pray, Father, that this death of his brother will unite the rest of the siblings and the in-laws and the family members. May they all May the realization, Father, that we are dust and that life is just a fleeting moment. May that reality unite them, Lord. May they come together in love and, 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 and in harmony, even as we get closer to the day, Lord, when we shall all depart from this earth one after the other or until that day when you shall come, when every man will have to give an account. We ask, O oh God, that you just continue to bless and keep. And may you make your son, Brother Klaus, a powerful channel of blessing to the rest of the family, that they who are in darkness will come to the wonderful light that is in Christ Jesus. We pray also, Lord, for Sister Kate's friend who who is ill, we, we, we ask of God, well, not ill, but who has been coming under attack from witchcraft she believe. Oh God, if this is in fact true, we ask, oh God, for your mighty hand to intervene in the life of this lady. May you, oh God, ride in through your divine power. May you, oh God, break the chain of the enemy and set them to flight, Lord, and cause your daughter to be free, cause who you, Jesus, set free, they are free indeed. So, Lord, deliver her and grant her a testimony to your overcoming power as we pray and ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And Father, I just want to come in agreement with the petition of um, your son right now, thanking you for your divine presence to condescend with us, to be in the midst. We ask for your Holy Spirit's presence to continue 
to be with us as we depart now. We ask that you these words that we have heard and know that they are spirit and their life, Lord, that we will reflect on them and even search ourselves, Lord, if we have been to these things, gone to these individuals through listening to these sermons, Father, that you will give us the overcoming power, Lord, to um, break away from listening to these televangelists that are, that are, not, of, that are not speaking truth, individuals who um, have on the line that have gone to sorcerers or gone to palm readers, Lord, that you will give them the overcoming power, Lord, to repent and confess and turn to you, the living God, and before it's eternally too late. We ask, Lord, now for your divine coverage upon everyone who is on the line. And as we're about to depart, we ask that your holy angels will condescend around our dwelling places. Keep every one of us safe. Cover Brother Patrick and his family. Cover the team. Continue, Lord, to do exceedingly above, beyond our asking and thinking now as we continue to ask for your presence to be with us now. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I just want to thank everyone again tonight for coming on uh, our Bible study tonight. I pray that it was a blessing to everyone. It was truly a blessing to me and also just listening to the testimonies and those individuals who share. We just want to thank you so much. And I'd like to welcome everybody back tomorrow morning at 5 o'clock, 5 a.m., where we will continue to fellowship, where we will be sharing our testimonies at that time and where we're going to be hearing a powerful word brought to us by Brother Andrew, and then we will have prayer requests after that. So individuals are welcome to come back tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. on the same prayer line. So call the same number at 5 a.m. if you're up, and please join us as we fellowship together in oneness to be um, encouraged. So it says, iron sharpen iron. So may you be sharpened today in Jesus Christ's name. Have a blessed night, everyone, and we will connect again tomorrow in Jesus' name. Thank you again. God bless. What does it take to be free? Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.